Welcome into the Thunder Basketball Universe presented by Coop Aleworks. We are back in the pod studio. The off season is still humming here in Oklahoma City, but big things are brewing within the Thunder Basketball Universe. So we had to bring in a very special guest. We know him very well because he's our boss. He's the <laughs> vice president of, of broadcasting corporate communications here for the Thunder, but he is also an executive producer for our Thunder Films division. His name's Dan Mahoney, and he's also a friend of the pod at this point too. Uh, but I notice I'm only here when I have something to promote. You're, you're very I never just drop in to say yeah. hi, do I? No. <laughs> Always pushing something. Well, this has kind of become our annual tradition yeah. to yeah. have you on to talk Thunder Films, and it's a great opportunity to just remind everyone the sort of the depth of the brand. Yeah. We have our newest Thunder Films project coming out soon, so we had to bring in Dan to talk about this, but Dan has been a part of the Thunder Films crew. You and Nick, really, have been a part of the Thunder Films crew for since it's inception since its birth. So why don't you take everybody back about how this started and really what what the, the core origin of this was? Well, you, you guys know we create such terrific content with the Thunder. We have a full video production team, a uh, full team of talent producers like you guys. We do so much covering our team. Um, we were working on Nick Collison's retirement in 2018 and, and um, you know, 27, 2018. And as we started sort of working through the story we would tell, we were going to tell the story of his last two weeks after this amazing career, particularly in Oklahoma City, Mr. Thunder, uh, which became a good title, by the way. Um, and as we looked at it and we saw what we were getting and saw how we were gathering it and the level of quality of resources, quality of, of video that we we're putting into this and access to Nick, it just felt like a movie. It really did, or a documentary or whatever you want to call that. And we just started talking, worked very closely with Matt Tumbleson, our VP of Basketball Communications, and we all decided, you know, let's start calling these things something. You know, let's let's develop a brand, and it became OKC Thunder Films. And uh, since then, we've had, you know, the other part of it that made it, made these films is we have a terrific partnership with Dead Center Film Festival, which is really one of the top film festivals in the nation. It's been going more than 20 years in Oklahoma City. Um, they got through covid uh, like everybody else, and they had to adjust and adapt, but they're back to full strength, uh, full weekend of screenings from Thursday through Sunday, um, and and it really became a, a f these became film projects, mm -hmm. and we didn't want to just be the Thunder version of Thirty for Thirty. While those are terrific documentaries, we wanted to challenge ourselves. We wanted to be different. We wanted to tell stories. You know, we did the, the five-minute animated short of Paul George's uh, growing up. We did this terrific piece on Mark St. Ives, who's our longtime now VP of logistics, but started as a ball boy in Seattle 40-some years ago. And as each year goes by, we tell a different story. This year, we actually are telling a story that is not Thunder-related. Mm -hmm. And we're proud of that. That's, that's taking this to another level. Because really, we've said all along, these aren't just stories of the Thunder and our players and our team and our organization and our staff. They're stories of our community and they're, sto they're engaging stories, no matter what they are. And I think our fans and uh, maybe people listening will, will want to watch this because it really is an inspiring story and it's, it, it's, there's nothing in it about the Thunder, but that's okay. And it's actually, I think it's terrific. Yeah, if you look at sort of our, our list of films to this point, very different lengths, very different styles, very different points of view even. Um, so uh, this next one that I know we're going to talk about in just yeah. a second is a, 
a totally different twist as Dan's alluding to there in terms of not even be re being really a Thunder story. Here's what I love about OKC Thunder films is uh, obviously me and Nick, we wear a lot of different hats with the Thunder reporters, podcasters, writers, you name it. Dan, obviously you wear a lot of hats as well. And we're so ingrained in the day-to-day -day of games and practices, shoot-arounds, and just being in with the minutia of the team. And these Thunder Films projects, they kind of let you step back a little bit and mm -hmm. tell a, a bigger story on a mm -hmm. much broader scale. How's that been for you? Uh, don't tell anyone, but it's the funnest part of my job. <laughs> it really is. It's, it's a chance to put a little more time into something. We do churn things out very quickly, and we do tremendous. Our staff is so good, so creative. Um, but we turn a lot of content out for our social media, for our website, for our app. Um, but to be able to have some more time to fully develop and tell these stories and tell them in a unique way, both storytelling as well as the cinematography. Michael Zubak is our producer, or our, I'm sorry, our director, our cinematographer, our editor. Um, and he, and I, I would say this is, they've all been good, but this by far is the best visually yeah. in my opinion mm -hmm. the cinematography um is is been just so so good and um that's really what i enjoy about these it does allow us to have that extra time that extra attention to to branch out all right i feel like we've teased yeah. it enough exactly so <laughs> we're gonna take a short break don't go anywhere we're getting into the latest project from okc thunder films right after this coop l works is the proud sponsor of thunder basketball universe Brewers of the fan favorites F5 IPA and 99 Calorie Ice Chest IPA. You'll find those and many more Coop beers at retailers across Oklahoma. Learn more at CoopLWorks.com. This year, 2023 OKC Thunder Films' latest project is called Steps. It is an incredible film following... A, a hero of, I, I just, I love this story so much. I'm go, Dan, I'm going to let you get into this because I didn't know of this story before we dove into it as a film's crew. It is a uniquely Oklahoma story, really. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really heartfelt. And I've seen it several times now. Yeah. And it, oh, it's a tearjerker. It gets you misty eyed. So Dan, why don't you tell folks a little bit about Steps? Yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's the story of Derek Loxton. Derek was a, a football player at UCO, uh, moved to Oklahoma in, when he was just a little kid from Florida, played football at Westmore High School, um, got a scholarship to play football at UCO. Um, one night in 2018, after the team lost, the team went out for a night on the town to you know, drown their sorrows or whatever they were going to do. And um, the end of the night, Derek sort of got separated from his friends after being at a club. Um, Ended up uh, in Bricktown, um, ended up, for whatever reason, fate, um, on train tracks near Bricktown. And he sort of passed out, and, and in that process, had his uh, the, one of the trains, he was between two trains, and one of them moved and severed his foot. He lost his left foot. Um, next thing you know, he's in the hospital, and one of his football coaches tells him, and shows, gives him some examples, and we tell this in the, in the, in the film, um, your life's not over, mm -hmm. and his mother said, mm -hmm. "You're gonna, you're gonna grow from this," yeah. and and um, that's the story we tell of how Derek took that, what happened to him, obviously a, a tragedy, um, but he took that and motivated himself. He's now training for the Paralympic Games in Paris next year in 2024. 
he's not just training. He's at the, a very elite training facility in California. Mm-hmm. He's made the world team, and he's he's um, certainly in a good position next summer to qualify for the Paralympics. And you know, it's not a documentary per se right. in the traditional form of a bunch of interviews. And and well, it would be a tremendous documentary, no question. But we wanted to tell it in a little different way. We wanted to be inside Derek's head. We wanted to kind of get his sort of self introspection as he as he moves through this and as he moved through it after the accident. And he he opens up to us quite a bit about what happened that night. He opens up to us about what his feelings have been, his ups, his downs, his pains, his celebrations, everything that's occurred along the way. And he kind of gave us a glimpse into his life as he as he does this. And um we're we're very excited about it. We think it's again, it's not a thunder story. But what Derek represents is everything that the Thunder stands yeah. for. Yeah, the resilience, the ability to to come back from something, to, to mm-hmm. be able to take what could have been an absolutely devastating punch and learn from it and grow from it and be able to make something better of himself. Right. The, the thing that you're laying out, Dan, that I kind of want to tap into a little bit more is just the visual style. This is the most artistic piece, mm-hmm. as, you're, as mm-hmm. you've mentioned, that we've done. Not that cinema verite that we've kind of shown over the course of time that we can do. Just tell me about some of the, the beautiful shots that we've gotten and, and the ways in which Derek's voice can help kind of bring out even more emotion from that. Yeah. So uh, a couple things. Number one, he's training uh, in track and field to compete in track and field in the Paralympics in both the 100 meter um, and the long jump. And of course, he does not have a left foot, so he uses a blade. And that blade has become part of the cinematography mm-hmm. yeah. and it's not just an apparatus he straps to to his body it's part of his, of who he is and his physique and he's got a jumping blade he's got a running blade and then of course he has a walking prosthetic he worked very closely with scott sabalich of prosthetics and research here in oklahoma city we're very well known across the world for their work with uh disabled people not just athletes uh do a lot of work with veterans um, do a lot of work with athletes, uh, do a lot of work with kids who are either amputees or have birth defects. Um, and But this, the, the video style, and I credit Michael Zubak for this, um, it's just, um, it's shots that, it's not the standard shots you'd see in a documentary. It's, it's just, it's beautiful. It's, you know, shooting in the sunset golden hour in San Diego at the Chula Vista facility. Um and then just showing and hearing Derek and the amount of work he puts into this, the the commitment he has, the spirit he has, uh, it, it's inspiring. And there's a piece of it that shows how he wants to take what happened to him and inspire other people, particularly young people. We've talked a lot about how different each of the Thunder Films projects are, whether it's a five-minute piece about Paul George or a documentary following Nick Collison. And this one is unique for several reasons. You mentioned us being inside of Derek's head, but also he's he was in Chula Vista for all of this production. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is probably the first one. This is the first one that I've been a part of, the first project that I've been a part of where we didn't have constant access to our our subjects, right. right? Last year it was Seeds of Greenwood. And if we needed to talk to a student, we zipped up to Tulsa and went to go talk to him or with Pause the Game, all of our folks were at the Ion so we could just mm-hmm. go talk to our staff members. But can you you went up to Chula Vista? I did. Talk about that that unique kind of perspective of all right, we're going out here. We have to make the most of this time out here when we're with Derek. Well, just what strikes me with Derek and people who watch the film. And again, it's it's a short film. It's seventeen minutes. 
Um, doesn't really have to be any longer than that in the in the style that it's in, which is you never actually see him talking. Mm-hmm. All you do is hear his voice over these incredible visuals. Um, but yeah, to meet him, to see his spirit and his personality, he's got this huge, engaging, sort of infectious smile that he brings to it. But he also has this intensity about him because he's a very elite, trained athlete, is very committed. Uh, he's got tremendous support in Chula Vista, both personally and and professionally. His coach, Coach Mack, who will be here for the screening of this, um, who, who trains a lot of Olympic athletes as well as Paralympic athletes, he sees a lot of potential in Derek uh, for the for the Paralympic Games next year in Paris. So um, just to be able to meet him, um, you know, he's, he's just a, a really inspiring young man. I mean, it's um, regardless of what happens, he's very confident. Um, and he's so far so good in his path to, to being toward the uh, um, Paralympics next year. But um, I just really admire anybody that can take something like that. Yeah. And at some point, and you know, you have to decide, who am I going to be? And how am I, is this going to define me? Is this going to limit me? And he decided no and no. And it's it's just an incredible story. And like there were days during this, I wished it could have been a longer form documentary because there's a lot of people to interview, a lot of a lot of a story to tell. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the way we did this, I'm really really proud of, and you both played a key role in this, is is really focusing on him and what he thought and what he went through and how he overcame his own doubts. And and he talked about putting that prosthetic on for the first time, not a blade to be an athlete, Mm -hmm. but a prosthetic to be a human walking around. And he was embarrassed and he wore jeans and sweats to cover it up. And as he goes through in his head and we hear it on the mic, he talks through how he got through all that. And it's a really engaging, really great story. Yeah. And you see with the visuals as well, over the course of this time in Chula Vista, we were there, the connections that he's making to these other athletes. Mm -hmm. And it's really special to see that camaraderie and to, uh, it really comes through, you feel it uh, as well. This is going to debut this weekend. Dan, can you give everybody the details on when and where they can watch this film for the first time? Yeah. As I said before, we are very proud of our partnership with Dead Center Film Festival. This is the sixth straight year uh, we even even through COVID, we uh, we we kept doing this, but now that they're back to normal, they're going to have a screening at Scissor Tail Park in Oklahoma City um, at seven o'clock on Saturday night, June tenth, this Saturday night, and um, it'll be free, open to the public. It's Scissor Tail Park, so there are no limits to how many people we can put in there. We would encourage everyone to come out. Bring um, your friends. Yeah, it's. Uh, and then next week, we will put it on our, our website, our app, and our social media to give everybody a, a chance to watch it. But um, Derek will be here for it uh, at the at the screening on Saturday at Sister Tail with Dead Center. And um, if you're there, come up, say hi, meet this young man. You'll be glad you did. He's made me a better person knowing him. And I, I think we all can agree that just working on this project, we've all felt incredibly inspired. And the film, we we hope that you get a little bit of that inspiration as well through the film as well. So before you watch this film, if you want to watch any of the other OKC Thunder Films projects, go to okcthunderfilms.com. You can watch every single one. They're just incredible. You can see the catalog and, and the wide breadth of of projects that this this group has put together over the years and it'll get you all all geared up for steps this weekend at dead center film festival all right we got to give you a little bit of a look before we let you go 
into what's on tap for the Thunder. We mentioned it before the draft lottery that we were going to keep you updated on what's happening. Well, the draft lottery has happened (laughs) and the Thunder (laughs) now knows where they'll be selecting in this year's draft. Yeah, it was nearly a 100% chance that the Thunder's pick was going to end up at number 12. That is exactly what happened. So the Thunder heading into the June 22nd draft with number 12, number 37, and number 50. Mm -hmm. So one first rounder, two second rounders, of course, a bevy of assets to use at its disposal to potentially move around um, from place to place. The Thunder has historically been a very aggressive franchise Mm -hmm. in the trade market. So keep uh, yourself on your toes for that. This is also a really special time. Um, you know, the draft process for the Thunder mm-hmm. is a twelve-month process. This area right now, this is when draft workouts happen. This is one of the most important times of that process. So, um, just be you know be on your toes about um, you know who you might who the Thunder might draft this uh, upcoming uh, yeah. draft in, in on June second. So exciting stuff ahead. And we'll keep you updated. So be sure to come back to OKCThunder.com for for any updates there. And of course the Thunder Basketball Universe will keep you updated. Draft is just two weeks away. That is crazy to think about. But until then, you got to go out, you got to watch steps, be entertained and inspired. Dan, thanks so much for taking some time to be back on the podcast with us. See you next year. That's (laughs) That's right. right. Mark your calendars. (laughs) Thank you so much for watching and listening. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much to our producer, Matt Bishop. And until next time, thunder up and catch you later.